Hello, everyone, and welcome to an edition of This Week in History. Today, I am joined by Trey Hatch, and he has not heard these stories before, so he'll be asking questions along the way and helping me tell these tales to their fullest comedic effect. This Week in History, September 1st, 1985. A U.S.-French expedition located the wreckage of the Titanic on the floor of the Atlantic Ocean, roughly 400 miles off Newfoundland. The wreck of the Titanic lies at a depth of about 12,500 feet, or 2,100 fathoms, or 3,800 meters, which is pretty deep. Do you remember the, um, were you following the, uh, do you know what I'm about to say? <laughs> yeah, I know what you're about to say. <laughs> the submarine, the Titan sub. <laughs> oh, dear Did, God. Were you following that whole situation? Mm, kind of, uh, just passively. You know, because it, yeah. it would just show up in your feed on your phone. You, you couldn't know? avoid it. Yeah. You couldn't avoid it. I'm like, oh, geez, man. Would you ever so, do that? Nope. If it was a super safe, like if it was uh, James Cameron's sub, who's been, he's been down to the, you know, been down there a bunch of yeah. times. Do you have any interest of, of doing that, of going really far? No, not really. <laughs> I'll watch the video of it. How's yeah, there that? you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, no, you, that, that's really deep in Davy Jones' locker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the funny thing about the Titan sub is there was one, I think, viewing area. The rest of it, you were actually watching a screen. Oh, geez. Which is yeah. like, yeah. Well, I mean, it is what it is, but right. that's a little, you know. I don't just know. Just stay on you... the ship and watch the screen then. <laughs> You know, no thanks. Yeah. Yeah, that's a hard one. Um, a remote remote viewing, like having like, you know, some like high real high tech cameras on, mm -hmm. you know, that go down there that's totally safe. And you just watch from up above, you know. Yeah, that's that's cool. That's cool with me, you know. That's all I need. A little popcorn, a couch. Yeah. When yeah. it's safe. And then nice it, and safe. When it implodes, you're yeah. just like, oh, oh well. Oh well. Gonna <laughs> get another soda. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the Titanic lies in two main pieces about 2,000 feet apart. Mm. Wow, that's pretty far apart. Wow. Is that just from drift? Or I suppose. That... Or, and it it broke. It broke. At the surface. And then, yeah, so yeah. it probably drifted as it's coming down. Well, it's coming down. 12,000 feet down. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. 2,000 feet apart. I didn't really visualize that, I suppose. The Titanic sank on April 15th, 1912, 111 years ago. Good luck. Wow. When the ship collided with an iceberg at the previously mentioned location. The wreck was finally found by a joint French-American expedition led by, oh dear, Jean-Louis Michel, maybe? Of I-F-R-E-M-E-R. Which is a long French yeah. named organization. You That's can the always abbreviation you can of always it. look up. How look it up. Google it. it. Yeah, Google it, dude. <laughs> uh, and Robert Ballard of the Woods Hole Oceanographic Institution. Interesting name. Huh. I like the French one better. <laughs> On September first, nineteen eighty-five. Wow. Um, and yeah, we just mentioned that's where the sub, the Titan sub, imploded. Um, yeah. Right, right there, just yeah. a couple hundred feet above the wreck. Wow. I will say it would be pretty incredible to see if you could look through the porthole and see it emerging out of the darkness. As yeah. That would be cool. That would but... be cool. But I've seen some of the pictures. Yeah. That, you know, and that's that's good enough for good me. Because I'm always like, wow. You know what today is also? It's my brother's birthday. Oh, really? Yeah. On this day in history, what On year? On this day in history, 70. 1970. 1970. Yeah. All right. Eben and Ellis. No, it's Eben and Ellis, my twin brothers. Twin brothers. Yeah. Wow. They're well, like f just four years younger than I am. So Two happy birthdays. Yeah. Two. Yeah. You got to make two calls. <laughs> anyway, yeah. It's group FaceTime. 
Yeah, but yeah, that was I remember that. I was in high school when that when that happened. It was on like Time magazine. Then when they found yeah. the Titanic? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. It's pretty cool. September 2nd, 31 BCE. Roman legions under Augustus Caesar defeated Mark Antony's naval force at Actium. We covered this in our Cleopatra series. Check those out. In 31 BCE, Mark Antony, the Roman commander and Cleopatra's lover, along with Cleopatra, clashed with Caesar on the waters of Ionian Sea. Nearly 1,000 ships battled it out for control of Egypt and the greater region. Caesar's decisive victory sealed Antony and Cleopatra's fate, both of whom died by their own hands Mm. shortly after. Yep. You know about Cleopatra? Oh, age cannot wither her, <laughs> nor time stale her infinite variety. Shakespeare? Yep. Nice. Um, yeah, we did a whole episode on Cleopatra. Yep, she was one of the Ptolemies. She wasn't even she wasn't even Egyptian. She That's was right. Greek. That's right. Yeah, you know. Did you listen? Uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> but <laughs> I've dire- I've directed Antony and Cleopatra and I've directed Julius Caesar. Oh, nice. So doing a lot of the you know, doing a lot of research. You yeah. just, you know, you pick that up. What a story. I really I know. It's story. crazy. It's, so yeah. it's crazy story. Good stuff. Good stuff. Everyone yeah. check it out. Yeah. Shakespeare or the podcast, either yeah. or both. September 2nd, 1666. The Great Fire of London began on a bakery in, <laughs> in Pudding Lane. <laughs> oh, no, not Pudding Lane. <laughs> in Pudding, I'm not making that up. In Pudding Lane. Oh, oh Pudding Lane, you'll say. Over the next three, so this is September 2nd, over the next three days, more than 13,000 houses were destroyed. Jesus. Although only six lives were believed to be lost. Uh, I've heard oh, that man. in, in uh, hindsight that they think that maybe more people were killed, but it seemed <laughs> yeah. to mostly, I mean, 13,000 houses, where were all the people doing? <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Um, they didn't have cable, so they were working or, you know. That's true. They might have yeah. been out of the house, yeah. yeah. That's or true. they might have been able to flee. They certainly weren't watching the Titanic on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> watching the live feed of the Titanic. Uh, London in the 1660s was the largest city in Western Europe, estimated at 300,000 to 400,000 inhabitants. Wow. Compared to the other cities of Western Europe, London was largely constructed of wood. The fire started in a bakery, as we said, in Pudding Lane, shortly after midnight on Sunday, the 2nd of September, and spread rapidly. I mean... Yeah, it was a big city, but it it was burned like for days and days and days. So Gee whiz, um, man. I don't know. If and that's they, their fast. fire department was like really kind of not on the ball. No, I wouldn't. I think it was probably the fire buckets. brigade. Yeah, <laughs> it was probably it was like, largely yeah, bucket, line buckets from line, the, yeah from the Thames. Yeah, well, I think Pudding Lane ran was not too far, so hopefully they were able to get some. Well, yeah. this is uh, actually this is what they would do. The major firefighting technique of the time was to create fire breaks by removing structures in the fire's path. So they would just, it was controlled demolition, basically, yeah. wow, of, sounds, ta- yeah. of cities or of buildings. And, like blocks, probably. Yeah. Or like, exactly. Yeah. Trying to, to kinda, kill the fuel. Yeah. Well, it's also, you know, like London is uh, basically on a marsh. It's, you know, and it was built up. So, I mean, it would burn, but it would <laughs> smolder for a yeah, long time. Yeah, for a long time. Yeah. yeah. Smoke. and The uh, fire breaks were critically delayed due to the indecisiveness of Lord Mayor Sir Thomas Bloodworth. It's also Pudding Lane and Bloodworth. By the time the large-scale demolitions were ordered on Sunday night, the wind had already fanned the bakery into a firestorm. The fire pushed north of the city on Monday and into the heart of the city. This is in- an interesting note to it that very quickly... There were, as this fire's burning, people mm. start accusing 
the homeless community, which at the time was the French and Dutch. Ah, yes. And so people started going, having riots in the streets, and there were uh, about the fact that the French and the Dutch are coming in and taking our jobs and all this kind of... (laughs) They've jobs! Oh, they've taken our jobs. Oh. (laughs) Uh, It is not us. We did not take your jobs. (laughs) We do not commute. And do a Dutch one. Lots of uh, Germanic underneath undertones. I, I I don't know. That's close enough. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. So they so they were also people were distracted from from trying to put out the fire by being so upset at these people Xenophobia. who obviously didn't start. The, yeah. yeah, chasing the yeah. chasing, chasing the, the foreigners, <laughs> yeah. chasing the chasing. the random Dutch, the crazy Dutch out of the city. Wow. Well, I guess England was also at war with with those two groups as well. Oh, so okay. there's the well, war coupled with them being yeah, yeah, immigrants coupled they were with always them. Always kind of at war, weren't they? Not always, yeah. Other what's an, what's a good uh, war Shakespeare? Richard War of the Roses. Oh yeah, there we go. Yeah, um, the wind dropped, and uh, they started using gunpowder and cannons to really sort of break up the fuel and the fire. And uh, they eventually put it out that way wow. by just blowing. Everything <laughs> <up>. <laughs> it says here that they were doing it from the Tower of London as well. Oh my goodness! Yeah, just shooting. I mean, literally shooting at the fire. Shooting at my cannonballs and exploding bombs. <laughs> At the fire, just shoot, shoot it at the fire. It'll put smart. it out. <laughs> it sounds like it's from like just around here. Yeah, it sounds like a concrete thing that happened yeah. last weekend. Yeah, it does. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear Lord. September second, seventeen fifty-two. Ah, uh, we're getting closer. Getting closer. Well, I, these aren't really in order. I, yeah. I probably should have. Sorry, we're going. No, all no, around. it's fine. I just the we first one was, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. we're way back. Mm. Now we're getting closer. The yes. British ended their use of the Julian calendar, switching instead to the Gregorian calendar, mm. resulting in a major adjustment as Wednesday, September second, was followed by Thursday, September fourteenth. The correction. <laughs> resulted in rioting by people who felt they were cheated and demanded their missing 11 days back. Wow. <laughs> that goes right in hand in hand with the shooting bombs at the fire. <laughs> it's also very Gilbert, Gilbert and Sullivan, you know? Yes, yeah. Oh, geez. It almost sounds like a plot point in a Gilbert and Sullivan opera. Yeah, it does. That would be great. That's like the Music Man or something. Yeah. I want my 11 days back. That's the play. I want my 11 days back. Oh, no. Oh, man. How absurd. September 2nd, 1945, President Harry Truman declared victory over Japan, commemorating the formal Japanese surrender to the Allies aboard the USS Missouri in Tokyo Bay. Did you see Oppenheimer? I have not seen Oppenheimer yet. It's not worth it. It's honestly terrible. Yeah. Yeah, it was really... It's really bad. I mean, especially from a historical standpoint, which... uh, What's his name? Uh, Christopher Nolan is not. He's not a hist- you know not a <laughs> yeah, historian. He's not he's, a, a true historian. Yeah, which is you know he's he's whatever. A, he's a director. He's a storyteller. Yeah. So he's going to capitalize on whatever the drama was exactly. of that situation. The most dramatic thing, right? Yeah. So yeah. so it, it's not very accurate, and especially yeah. in regards to you know dropping the bomb not to get off topic i did yeah. see the first half of the barbenheimer though i did see barbie and that oh was, nice yeah yeah that, that was, was great yeah oh i, I will say <laughs> barbie is far better film far superior oh yeah it, is. it, it really is and i i ended up seeing them both but even when i was watching barbie i was like oh first this is the better movie <laughs> yeah sure. yeah but um, uh, yeah um the story of oppenheimer is really interesting though yeah and the movie just the movie was about oppenheimer 
being accused and persecuted for being a communist. That's what the movie was about. Ah. Like truly right. spent the all of its hours on that topic alone and a very small amount of time on anything else. Right. But what it was pitched to be and what I think Christopher Nolan thinks he did was it being a meditation on the fervor that whipped people into creating such a terrible thing without forethought without the forethought of like what happens when this is out what yeah what what happens when you open up this box exactly yeah (laughs) and that you can't shut part of the element of oppenheimer was oh he didn't he didn't even think about it he didn't know and it's like i mean he knew like he wasn't like well i wonder what the army's gonna do when i I, deliver the bomb he knows what they're gonna do yeah yeah. they estimated they were telling how many you know they're like like, oh this will kill thirty thousand people what do you mean? What do you think they're going to do with it if you're calculating In how ancient many China, you know, if you, you find a guy that can design you a projectile weapon that can be shot with a string and a piece of wood, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. What do you think you're going to do What you, yeah. if you hand it to the your person, superior, yeah, the yeah. person, he's going to use it mm-hmm. in war. Yeah. That's exactly what, what happened. Same thing, yeah. Yep. So. Yeah, and it's really funny, uh, just a note that we mentioned the, the bow and arrow. Um, when they when the crossbow crossbow came onto European battlefields, <laughs> a lot of people thought it was unfair. Yeah, and and considered it unfair warfare to be able to shoot such a high powered bolt from so far away that yep. could go through armor and go through all these yep. things that unfair foul yeah. party foul yeah no, party foul you know, on the back. Yeah. <laughs> hey, whoa, well, well, wait a minute. Um, I'm out of arrows. <laughs> can I? Can we just stop until I can go get some more arrows? And now we have the bomb. September 3rd, 1838, anti-slavery leader Frederick Douglass began his escape from slavery by boarding a train in Baltimore dressed as a sailor. He rode to Wilmington, Delaware, where he caught a steamboat to the free city of Philadelphia, then took a train to New York City, where he came under the protection of the Underground Railway Network. Wow. Yep, September 3rd. Uh... We did an episode, Fort Mose, which is coming out. It's not, it's more in the 18th century, not the 19th century, but similar uh, thing about how a lot of enslaved people would leave the British colonies um, to go to what was Spanish Florida uh, because the Spanish had set this decree that anyone escaping the British colonies could be freed as long as they converted to Catholicism. Oh, wow. To, to sort of poach. Uh, colonizers and people f- and you know taking come, the population from here, yeah, yeah come yeah. and be spanish yeah. instead of being british right. was kind of the thing but um uh that was kind of what a lot of people considered the beginning of the underground railway uh railroad was uh that path from Brit- Brit- british colonies south to florida wow that's crazy yeah September 4th, 1609 the island of manhattan was discovered by navigator henry hudson his voyage was used to establish Dutch claims to the region and uh, to further the fur trade. New Amsterdam. That's right. And it was the uh, New Amsterdam, and it was became the capital of what they were calling New Netherland mm-hmm. in 1625. Yep. Uh, so that was in 1609. In 1610, after he had discovered the island of Manhattan, Hudson obtained backing for another voyage, this time under the English flag. The funding came from the Virginia Company, and the British East India Company in attempts to find the Northwest Passage to Asia, something that uh, would claim the lives of many sailors trying wow. to find the Northwest Passage for hundreds of years to yeah. come. Wow. Because um, they didn't have the Panama Canal then. They did not, no. No, they were trying to get, get through the uh, continents. Yeah. 
They spent several months mapping the Hudson Bay, hoping that they would find a passage through, which they never did. Nope. And they soon became trapped in the ice in James Bay, and the crew moved ashore for the winter. Life became hard quickly, and soon a mutiny was afoot. The mutineers <laughs> trapped Hudson, his son, and seven crew members in a small boat. When the ice thawed, the boat and ship played a game of chase until the masted ship left Hudson and his crew to die adrift in the small boat. Wow. I thought it was a crazy story. Yeah, that is a crazy story. That would be actually a pretty cool movie. That would be a pretty cool movie. Yeah, That'd I'd be... watch it. Yeah, all right, great. Yeah. You want to do it? You want to play Hudson? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no, I'd want to play one of the mutineers. There you go, yeah. <laughs> Villains are so much more fun. That's true. It just goes to show, don't be mean to your crew. They'll kill you. That's right. September 7th, 1191. The Muslim army of Saladin attacked the crusaders of Richard I, Richard mm. the Lionheart, at the Battle of Arsuf. And though Richard successfully counterattacked in the evening, his march to Jerusalem was delayed. So, big old mm. battle. Um, what's the movie, Kingdom of Heaven, I think is about this? Yeah. Yeah, it was, was, right. it was okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was okay. Um, wasn't Domhnall Gleeson's dad, what's his name? Um, yeah. He was in Braveheart. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think he was one of the knights, mm -hmm. one of the knights right. templars. Yeah. Yep. I, if I recall correctly, it might, I see so many movies, man. <laughs> yeah. September 8th, 1504, Michelangelo's The David was unveiled in the Piazza della Signoria. You did uh, Italian trace, you know how to say this. Piazza, Pia Dea, is, is two L's a Y or is it Della in Italian? Piazza della Signoria. Signoria. Yeah, there you go. In Florence, considered a masterpiece, the sculpture hmm. is one of the defining works of the Renaissance. It is It is a beautiful statue. Have you seen it in person? I have not seen it mm. in person, but I I've seen either. like some very high definition, you know. Images of the PP. Images <laughs> of, the, of the statue <laughs> yeah. and to, that it was carved. Yeah, yeah. Out of a piece of... What marble was it? Stone, yeah, some kind of stone. Some yeah. kind of stone yeah. that's like it. You can't tell. It looks, you know, if it was yeah. colored like flesh, you'd look real. Yeah, yeah. Just you could expect it to breathe. It's yeah. just, yeah, it's incredible what they the detail. Do. Yeah. September eighth, eighteen eighty three. The Northern Pacific Railroad across the U.S. was completed. Construction began in eighteen seventy, and the main line opened all the way from the Great Lakes to the Pacific. Hmm where former President Ulysses S. Grant drove in the final Golden Spike <laughs> in western Montana on September 8, 1883. Wow. The railroad had about 6,800 miles of track and served a large area, including the states of Idaho, Minnesota, Montana, North Dakota, Oregon, Washington, and Wisconsin. It made it harder to die of dysentery, too. Because you could travel quicker, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crazy to think that wasn't that long ago. You know? I know, I know, but it's, it's yeah. 1883, you know? it's like, uh, we're still living in the old Western times. All right, last one here. September 8th, 1900, a hurricane with winds of 120 miles an hour struck Galveston, Texas, killing over 8,000 people, yeah. making it the worst natural disaster in U.S. history. The hurricane and tidal wave that followed destroyed over 2,500 buildings. Yep. The Eric Larson book, Isaac Storm, is all about this topic. Check it out. Yeah. Growing up in uh, as a kid in Texas in, in uh, school, mm -hmm. you know, you have Texas history. We, Oh, really? Yeah. We learned about that. It's crazy. It, it devastated yeah. the entire coast there. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was just horrible. The pictures and stuff. Yeah, that. from my understanding, it was also. I mean, at least the point of Isaac Storm is that this meteorologist was trying to warn everybody yep. about this, and people were like, "There's no storm that big, you know, exists yeah. basically." And ha ha ha, no, yeah, you know. at their peril. Yeah, yeah. And then by the time that it had hit, it was too late. There was no time. Yeah, yeah. If they'd listened, yeah, just goes to show. <laughs> Listen to your meteorologist. That's when right. When they say it's going to rain, it's going to rain. Okay. Well, it'll ra- yeah, it's going to rain. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it'll rain. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's a big one. Yep. All right. Well, that's this week. Uh, this week in history. We'll be back next week. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs>